0: BLOB TALK RADIO
1: From NAS. That is a song that is going to be on the set list. Most likely it was earlier for the Todd Runger Johnson show. We'll be telling you about Todd doing a couple of those gigs, actually, more than two, coming up in December. That's what we're in the mode uh, right now for is Todd Runger Johnson. Because that's what's next. Here we go. Cruiser Mount is back. I wanted to play Welcome
2: Home
1: from the Healing Tour, but. It doesn't fit with the Todd Runger-Johnson that we're trying to promote today in December, but welcome home.
2: Nice try. Yes, thank you so much. And I am back, and I am refreshed, and I want to talk about some Todd.
1: Well, we got to let people know what you did first.
2: Oh, well, uh, I went on a little last-minute cruise. I went over across the pond this time, the big pond, and went to the Mediterranean and saw some great places in Italy, Greece, Turkey, and Egypt. Got to ride a camel. So I have scratched off a few things off my bucket list, but I'm back now. I'm back on terra <laughs> firma and I'm digging being home, trust me.
1: I bet. Well, that's the cruise that Todd mentioned there. Michelle said if he did one, that's the one he'd want to do. So you got a head start in case we ever put a cruise together. <laughs> but yeah. Uh,
2: yeah, and I'll tell you what, it it wouldn't be such a bad idea to have a Todd gig right in front of the Great Pyramids.
1: There you go. Ooh,
2: that I saw some of your wonderful.
1: photos on Facebook with the uh, venues over there. They look pretty cool. The old school
2: Coliseum
1: type. Some yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. The yeah.
2: amphitheaters and the ruins. Um, might be difficult to get you know sound and lighting equipment up there, but we'll, we'll <laughs> we can dream on it.
1: Just do it during the day. So if you didn't know why she's cruising around now, you know. And of course, she had a fun two weeks. Why I worked with lots of fans who helped me out to put the best of together. Hope y'all enjoyed that show. I know I certainly did. And I appreciate the help from everybody who tossed in their contribution. And let's get into some announcements. We got Ken Owen tonight, by the way, as our guest. Ken, of course, is the fan who put together the DePaul. University interview with Todd last year. Long time Todd fan. Most of you probably know of him or know him. And he is privy to information about the Indiana University situation that's going on right now. And we'll talk about that in detail with Ken tonight. But first, let's get into some Todd gigs since Cruiser Mail's in the mood to talk about some Todd.
2: <laughs> yes, please.
1: All right, what do we got? We got three gigs in December. Todd Rungers Johnson, you all know the drill. A lot of good oldies in that set list. All of the Todd Runger Johnson album, it's still not out yet. But you get the, you don't just get Robert Johnson songs. We know that. Unloved Children, Bleeding, it's a really cool set list. Yeah. You, know, you know the band, Jesse Chasm, Prairie. So you got those dates handy. Cruiser mail, should I dole them out?
2: I got them. I got them. December 7th, he's going to be in NYC at the Blender. I think they're calling it the Gramercy now.
3: Gramercy on the theater. ninth,
2: he is going to be at the park west in chicago and the 11th in las vegas and i can't remember the name of the place red rock
1: red station rock. casinos here's the uh, interesting thing about the mention of gramercy theater uh, easy way to find tickets is just go to ticketmaster it'll redirect you to live nation of course that, those companies have merged But Park West, you will not find on there, to my knowledge. They have left Ticketmaster and are using, I believe, a service called eTicket. But you'll need to go to their website. It's Jam Productions is the name of the company. And I think if you just do parkwest.com, if not, just Google it, Park West Jam Productions, something like that, and get your tickets for the Chicago show. All these are general admission, and they should be pretty fun.
2: Indeed. I've enjoyed all of the Johnson shows that I've gotten to see. And uh, they just got better and better, so check it out. Hit one of those shows. You've got to be close to one of those.
1: Yes, and look for some people in Rungun Radio shirts. You never know. We know people going to all three shows. And speaking of Rungun Radio gear, we just did a big order for some people that wanted some T-shirts and whatnot, and we have a couple extra things we ordered for fun just in case you missed out. And that includes two of the very rare but special and well-loved bathrobes. We have a pink one and a white one, so you better get on it or you will not get it. GroupyGear.com is the place. She's getting uh, pretty loaded up with stuff to sell, CruiserMouse. She also has the T-shirt from Chasm's gig that he recently did in Joplin, Missouri, that I heard went very well. That was a charity event for animal adoption. Mark Wooden, our resident chat room comedian, put that on. So you can get the T-shirt from that gig on groupiegear.com, as well as a bunch of other stuff, including Runger Radio gear, what little things we have on there. Uh, for for our show, we have several Watch things from last year, you're welcome to get in. There's some Todd Healing stuff, too, uh, on groupiegear.com, so check it out. But Speaking of our buddy Chasm, Cruiser Mount, I understand he's going to be in New Jersey soon with some solo action.
2: I know. He's going to be hanging out in, in New Jersey a couple of times uh, coming up. Uh, one is this weekend in Hoboken at Maxwell's on the 30th, which is Saturday night. And then December 4th, he's going to Bordentown, New Jersey, going to be performing at the Record Collector. So check it out. I think you can probably find out information at Um Also, while you're at chasmsulton.com, Uh, do a little forward slash the project, and you can hear all about getting your picture on his CD cover.
1: His final CD, he's saying?
2: Yes, the last time he's going to put out an actual CD instead of just releasing songs here and there.
1: I think he's beginning something that a lot of other people may be doing in the future. It doesn't look like a lot of people are buying the old jeweled-cased CDs anymore. Everybody's downloading, so... That may be uh, he may be a step ahead of everybody else. We shall see.
2: He is a motherfucker. Phantasm again.
3: Yeah.
1: I love to use that as my segue, speaking of. He is in Paul Myers' new book, which is about Todd Rungren, A Wizard, a True Star, Todd Rungren in the studio. It is now available. It has been shipped. I've read it. It's a wonderful book. You can get that at Amazon.com. Paul was our guest a couple of weeks ago while Cruiser mail was in Italy or Greece or somewhere. We had a good time with Paul. You'll enjoy the book. It's about Todd's uh, productions mainly. Not too technical at all. It's got some very good information in it. Includes a lot of the major things he did such as XTC, bad finger, meatloaf, cheap trick, you name it. The pursuit of happiness. It's all in there. Good stuff.
2: Yeah, I, I got my copy, and I've, I've sort of thumbed through it a little bit, and it really looks like it's going to be a nice, fun read. Yeah, it's put together real nice, too. It has a French cover,
1: they call it, uh, where you don't have to have a bookmark, because they've got one there for you. Lots of good color photos, and I think it's under 20 bucks still. It was under 15 when it was pre-sale, so it's not expensive, and it's a real good read. Check it out.
2: Check it out. There's something else that's under 20 bucks. What's that? Speaking of being under 20 bucks, <laughs> the remixed, remastered pay per view, video on demand of the Todd uh-huh. Healing show that was in Glenside, Pennsylvania.
1: Yeah, it's even free for people who had already paid the 20 bucks a while back. The remix didn't cost anything extra. Chris put a lot of time and effort into it, and it paid off. It is a wonderful presentation of Todd Healing live. ToddHealingShow.com is a site. you got to watch this if you haven't seen it. I'm telling you, it's the best money you'll ever spend on a Todd product in 2010, bar none. It is awesome.
2: Oh, it's good so, to hear course. that. Uh, I haven't had a chance to watch it, but I'm really looking forward to it. I might have to watch it later on tonight.
1: There you go. I've seen it yep. multiple times. I love watching it. You'll pick up on a lot of things, too. You might not have noticed at the shows if you were there live. So definitely worth the watch. And that'll eventually be out on DVD. They may throw some of the Muskegon show in there as well, and some other stuff. But that's uh, scheduled to be out this year. But you never know. Definitely not worth waiting. You should check out the VOD, in my opinion. And let's just keep on having people. Let's let's not. We've got people open up their wallets, so let's go into something that's free. It's free for you to go to Burton B U R T O N Printing dot com and check out the photos from the Todd Stock party that uh, were done with Todd and Michelle and some other photos have been uploaded on there. You can upload yours if you'd like. Lots of photos on there. As a matter of fact, Cruiser Mail, it gave me an idea that I need to follow up on uh, tonight to ask Mr. Chris Anderson if he may have some video footage of the Todd and Michelle photos that were being done. Because if he does, he can make stills out of them. We may be able to get some good quality photos from that. Uh, for some of the people who might not have got some of the better pictures.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, well, I'll ask Chris about that. I was able to get a few from uh, our resident caller, Chris Williams, who had taken some video. So I was able to get about 10 or so photos. Uh, he was able to do that for me and steal photos and get those to the people that were in them. So that worked out good for them. But check it out. People have been real pleased with it, I think, and been happy at checking out. A lot of fun. And. That's where you got to go, BurtonPrinting.com. If you were at the Tossack party, you want to see those photos, or even if you weren't, of course you can check it out. And last but not least, Mail, we got to get them to open up the wallet big time if they want to participate in this because it's five grand. But my fantasy camp, the my record fantasy camp, is still going on. It starts January 17th. That is for you to be involved in the production and making of a Todd album that will be covers that uh, from songs from bands that Todd has produced. We don't know who the, what the set list is going to be yet on that, but you know the names, all the people that he's worked with, so I'm sure it'll be a special album. And Gigatone Entertainment's putting that out. And we got some people going. Of course, Roy Swanson's going. We did a My Fantasy Camp scholarship contest, and uh, Mr. Swanson won that. He's going to be our representative and will be keeping us in the loop. During that event, about how it's going, what's going on, all that stuff via the phone, via email, Facebook, you name it. We're going to put it all out there. He'll be our day-to-day reporter. And you never know. Me and Cruiser Mel may show up down there and check it out, too, and give you some feedback. You just don't know. It's a long way out. But if you want to attend and you want to be part of that album, get your wallet out, My Record Fantasy. I think it's MyRecordFantasy.com. If not, just Google it or check out our website on the event page. Uh, rungrunradio.com it's on there as well and that's it cruiser mail that's all I got for announcements unless you have anything
2: one more thing as long as we're talking about a Rungrin, we may as well mention Michelle that she's got that thing going on over at artistvortex.com there you go pardon me
1: there you go that's going to be early soon in November Todd is going to be doing a class there and that is for musicians and singers and it's only 65 bucks so if you tell her, if you tell Michelle that you heard about it here, just mention, just put in there an all-caps RUNT when you purchase it. You'll get to go to both classes he's doing. Paul Freeman's involved as well, and that's going to be a nice little event. We have some people going to that, so we'll get you some reports from that deal as well.
2: Excellent. Great.
1: No stone unturned, Cruiser Mal. <laughs> We
2: have We have... Men on men and women on the street everywhere.
1: Everywhere. If we don't, we find them. We'll hunt them down.
2: Right.
1: Good right. stuff. All right. Okay. Well,
2: so we got so, Ken calling in.
1: Yeah, let's get let's get Ken's call. We'll talk to him right now. And after we get through with Ken, if we have some time left, we'll be taking some phone calls. If you want to call and talk about anything and everything? So let's get to it. All right, everybody, we got Ken Owen on the line. Ken, of course, is from DePaul University, he brought Todd there for a guest lecture last year. You all know and Owen heard about that, and we had Ken on to talk about it. And he has been involved with this project coming up here at Indiana University and in getting Todd to do a two-week professorship. And we're going to talk to him about that tonight and get a little skinny because he has been able to sneak his way into one of the classes, so we'll talk <laughs> about
4: that later. Ken, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Doug. Thank you, Mel. It's good to be back with you guys.
2: Welcome to the show.
4: Thanks, uh, it's, it's a blast.
2: Ken, how? Okay, you're with DePaul University. I'm mm-hmm. assuming that you you know people at Indiana University. Were you involved in bringing Todd in for this professorship?
4: Not as much as been advertised, but uh, actually, Glenn Gass, who is the IU professor in the School of Music there, and is is actually the first professor in the country to teach a class on uh, the Beatles. He was like the first, you know, IU was the first conservatory to offer a credit class on the Beatles. And uh, so Glenn is a nationally renowned expert on the Beatles, and Bob Dylan, if you ever get a chance to hear his lectures, they're just amazing. And uh, his dad was a DePauw professor. His dad is 90 years old now, but is a retired DePauw professor. And so uh, over the years, I've gotten to know Glenn just because he's back on campus, either seeing his dad or occasionally doing the Beatles thing on this campus. And it was probably a dinner four or five years ago, maybe six years ago where we were talking and I, I expressed to him, you know, how much I enjoyed Todd's music and at that point, um he certainly had great respect for Todd, but uh I don't think they'd yet met in Kauai because Glenn and Todd have a have homes near each other and Glenn has spent some sabbatical time in Kauai, So as I got to know Glenn, you know, more over the years, uh, at one point he said, Hey, you know, by the way, I, I, I have a place near Todd's and, uh, our kids are playing together. And, um, so, uh, the three of us would see each other backstage. I'd see Glenn and I'd see Todd. And we, you know, uh, I was begging Todd for a long time to come to DePaul because I run this lecture series and we've had people like Gorbachev and Tony Blair and Benazir Bhutto. And now we've had Todd Rundgren. And, um, it took some arm twisting to make him um, – I mean, I think he, he was always intrigued by it, but I think it was just – it was a little bit out of the box in terms of things he's normally done. So when he came to DePauw in April of 09, um, after the thing was over, Glenn and Todd and I went out and had uh, some appetizers. And uh, Todd was just talking about how much fun he had, you know, and, and I said, this is really something you ought to do more of because, number one, he's great with the students. He is a walking encyclopedia of an era of music that I think in 50 or 70 years' time, I mean we appreciate it now, but I think that this is going to be seen as as just the 70s, especially as an amazing time with the artists and you know the Beatles were still all alive and doing their own thing, and there was there was so much great music being made in so many different genres, and it hadn't become this kind of homogenized, uh, commoditized thing that it's you know become in the last 20 years where. Uh, it's just all about money. There was there was so much creative energy in the music world, and, and Todd, you know, with all the interactions he had with the many many artists, uh, is is really um, uh, one of the great disciples. I think you know, if if you were to use that word of the period, who can who can describe uh, some of the things that were happening both on stage and behind the scenes because of his work as a producer. So, uh, based on his DePaul experience, uh, Glenn and I were talking to him about you yeah, yeah, know I got to go to IU sometime because. Um, they have this Wells Professorship, which is an extremely uh, prestigious thing. I think he's the ninth person ever to be a wells professor, and there are essentially twenty kids who get the opportunity to meet the Wells visiting professor who's on campus for two weeks and so uh you know uh, Todd agreed to do it, and um he got it in Bloomington on sunday night uh Sunday afternoon with uh, some pretty extreme jet lag, I think because he'd been in japan and uh and over New Zealand for a while. But um, Glenn actually is one of the professors teaching the course. There are a number of them. And he actually has, uh, I've been helping him kind of uh, come up with a, a list of um, materials. Uh, there's a, like a recommended or a required listening list that was kind of a, a great deal of fun to put together. So all the students have these MP3s of Todd's, you know key selections it's probably about two hours of music that they all have to listen to there will be a quiz too by the way so uh... they can't uh, pretend to be listening to todd they they've actually got to sit down and, and 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 glenn said they were really excited about it from the beginning on top of that todd sent a uh, a very long list of required or recommended readings viewing some really cool films and uh and listening and what's ironic is that none of the things that Todd recommended they listen to were his it was you know stuff ranging from my as I recall Ravel to Burt Bacharach it was all over the board um, and probably some Gilbert and Sullivan too and uh, so Glenn started teaching the class last week he had a I think he had a two hour lecture and he sent me an email that night and said that he got as far as Wizard and he, I think he was hoping to get to like the 90s by then but you know uh, there's just so much stuff so much ground to plow and he did use a lot of clips a lot of the tv clips that have you know been seen over the years that many of his fans have and some of the video interviews i did with Todd when i was in television and um so the the students were were really primed last night and uh and because i've kind of been involved in this from the start uh, Glenn allowed me to sit in on the class and i'm i get to kind of be a shadow during this whole process and um and i just have to say Todd was terrific i mean uh, he he talked for at least an hour probably better than an hour i certainly wasn't watching the clock but without any notes and um and started by talking about the difference between a musician a performer and a celebrity and you know how you can be one and not necessarily one of the others and some people are all three but uh talked a lot about uh kind of the culture we're in now where um you know you can be justin bieber and basically be a celebrity and um Performer, you know, maybe. I mean I'm sure and I'm not sure really where he honed his chops. Uh but, you know, a musician is basically somebody who loves music and likes to make music and um and does it because it makes them feel good. A performer is somebody who can actually take it out and, and wow people with it. And get people to believe that they're good at it and that they're worth, you know, paying to see. But a celebrity is somebody who takes it to Elvis levels, you know, where you're just basically you're you're larger than anything. Um you know, you're you're basically uh, uh being chased by the paparazzi. It has it has something to do with your music, but it probably has more to do with kind of the cult of personality we've developed in this country. And um and he talked about uh his beginnings and, and the Nas and uh Woody's truck stop, but more specifically the Nas and had some great stories about uh, uh you know how they used to get their hair done. Um, you know, and they'd close the shop, and they uh, the record label would send over a photographer because they wanted to get them in all the teen magazines. And how basically the NAS were, were marketed exactly the opposite way you should market a band. That they they were um, they were uh, they, they pitched them to the teen magazines before they even had a record out. So they uh, they appeared to be from outsider's perspective, you know, a manufactured band, kind of like the Monkees, when in reality they were very serious about making music, and um, so the marketing got way out in front of the music, and they never really recovered from that. And I think that's that was probably a, a seminal lesson for Todd, just in terms of, uh, you know, having seen how the business can choop things up and, and screw things up, um, to step away from it and be his own person, and to uh, to take some of the risks he has and and to develop a career as a producer which essentially allows him to make the music he wants to when he wants to um and if people enjoy it you know great but it's it's really not about concocting the next two million seller it's it's more about having something that he wants to convey and, and doing so so he was just an uh, I thought an amazing thing and the students asked some great questions um about uh you know uh I, there was one in particular um a student asked about uh, Todd's uh, spirituality, you know, the spiritual quest of the 70s and going to India and uh, and the many places he went, Afghanistan, and um, what prompted that. And and uh, and and Todd talked about, uh, you know, that how he was struggling at that time to try to figure out what happens to people after they die. You know, it's it's a universal thing. Everybody fears it, and people deal with it in different ways. And that was one of the ways he dealt with it was to go around the world and study different religions, and, you know, at the end, I think he realized that um, we all have to come up with our own answers and that there is no kind of solid answer out there that you can cling to and that the questioning is, is probably the the thing that keeps you going and, and the changing, you know, trying to trying to understand yourself in a changing world and, and adapting to the changes that are happening within yourself. And another student asked, uh, you know, what was his um, kind of seminal moment in the studio if he can remember one time when he was recording where he just thinks you know everything was perfect that it was it was kind of the the moment where the whole thing made sense and he said when he was recording nearly human um uh he had the headphones on and uh, as you guys know you know everybody was in the studio playing together on that record and um he said he was singing and listening and realizing i'm hearing the record right now and, you know, most of the time you're you're doing a guitar part, you're doing a drum part, you're going back and overdubbing a vocal. Um, you know, m- music is usually made in pieces. And he talked about how uh, the music industry has shifted from the 50s and the 40s and the early days, uh, how the Beatles changed the way records were made, and uh, how people just in the 70s and 80s were going nuts with overdubs and how it was great you know for the first time really to be singing a song with the headphones on hearing the whole band around him seeing them through the windows and realizing this is what's going to come out the other end you know there there will be no um messing around with if this. this is this is the song um so it was it was really cool and you could see that he was energized uh it, it's really uh, as as fans of Todd know he is he's not only extremely articulate and intelligent but he's funny and um it's something that uh you know I guess selfishly as a fan I hope that at some point we can convince him to go out and do these kinds of things in in venues for fans because he does tell great stories and um uh one of the reasons that I think uh, I, I really wanted to to share this with fans is that you know there are two opportunities coming up at IU for people to to see Todd in action doing these things. There are two public events. They're free of charge, and um, I, as I said, I hope they're replicated again in the future. But it, in case they're not, uh, these may well be once-in-a-lifetime opportunities. Okay. Yep, so. How's that for a long answer? Yes,
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> for one question. That's great. That's kind of what is exactly what we wanted, really. And we're going to talk about those two events and, and break that down. Before we do that, though, I want you to put me in this classroom. You know what? How big is it? How many people? And who did somebody introduce Todd? What was it like when he walked in? Did they cheer for him? Did they know who he is? And also, is Todd talking more about other musicians or more about himself? And you know, just the whole process. What was it like being in there? Uh, you know, for people who can't be there.
4: Uh, well, gosh. Um I guess I'll give you kind of my uh, play-by-play of of how I arrived because I've been to IU a handful of times, but I I really can't pretend to know that campus real well. So I got down there early and parked because I didn't want to be in the wrong place and I wanted to make sure I had a parking spot and um, got down there, figured out what the building was, but wasn't really sure because the the room number I'd been sent had uh, a letter in front of it and this one didn't. So, and there was a class in there going on, and it was probably like six thirty and I'm thinking, hmm, this is curious. The class starts at seven. There are people in this class, no sign of Glenn or Todd um and about five till seven, well, that class emptied out at about ten till seven, and then students started wandering in and Sure enough, about five till seven, Glenn and Todd were walking down the hall and um you know we greeted each other and Glenn went in, started the class, Todd, and I sat in the hallway, um just you know shooting the the breeze about different things and uh Glenn was, um, I think, continuing on with the, the lecture that he had started a week before. He, uh, The next thing I knew, I could hear the Letterman version of uh, One of a Nail, you know, from the Letterman show, playing. He was running the video for the students as kind of an introduction. And uh, well, about three or four minutes later, you know, Todd and I got up. Todd went into the room through the front door. I kind of snuck in the back uh, just because I didn't want to. <laughs> it wasn't my spotlight. And, uh, and he... Um, it was it was it was kind of surreal, I got to say, Doug, because you know there are probably 17, 18, 20 students at most in the room. Um, it's the building that it's in. Uh, the building that last night's class was in is a it used to be the high school in Bloomington, so it's um, it reminded me a lot of my high school actually. Uh, but it was it was that kind of a classroom, um, and uh, Todd was just standing up at the front, leaning against a piano. An upright uh like baby grand, I think it was piano, and um he had that adult swim t shirt on that we all know, and it was a swig and propel occasionally, but um yeah, just started you know um with uh, uh the thing I described earlier about talking about you know the, the the different uh ways you can approach music and and that there are a lot of musicians who maybe aren't compelling performers and there are musicians who are compelling performers that you know don't reach celebrity status and the downsides of becoming a celebrity and um i would say his his lecture was more about um it was all over the board but it was uh he did talk a lot about um uh the transition you know from the Nas to his engineering production career uh working with jesse winchester um and then uh uh, my phone is ringing, but I'm gonna to have to ignore it um the uh the uh, work he did with um uh, Bad and uh and how that really uh shaped his career as a producer because uh up until then he'd really been working with the bearsville kind of stable of artists and and to to be working on a record that jeff emmerich and george harrison had both been um working on and and had to shove aside and and turning it around as quickly as he did and having you know the success it had uh really put him into a different pantheon but um you know and a lot a lot of the under overriding themes are things that we're all very familiar with um the the idea that uh you know he he was able to find a career that allowed him to be a musician. and and not compromise in ways that many musicians have to um and that uh, you know very very few people have the kind of career he has and I, I think he he was um these are all young music students uh trying to put in their heads the idea that uh you know you do it for love at the end of the day and there are a lot of um Oh, a lot, of, a lot of goblins along the roadside that will try to, to lead you down a different path and, and maybe make you um, fall into a pattern where you're doing things it, it, like he did. Uh, he felt like he was in when he finished something, anything that you know, songwriting had become so rote that he uh, he mixed it up. Um, and uh, vinyl purists in the audience will be interested to know that Todd uh, poo-pooed the idea that vinyl sounds better than CDs. He said that, uh, you know, the farther in you get in the groove, the more noise you have. <laughs> we talked about that after the speech, too. But there were some, you know, interesting anecdotes. I, I really, you know, obviously you, I thought about bringing a pad in there, but then I thought, ah, I just want to enjoy this. And um, it was it was really illuminating because uh, you, you, you were left with the idea, and, and we all know this, but... He's made some tough choices in his career and certainly choices at times that have confused critics and maybe have cost him some uh success and sales, but I think he's left with a career he's very proud of and uh I don't think he has any tremendous regrets about any of it.
1: That's something that Roy Firestone brought up in his interview and he asked him at the end pretty much, you know, do you do you have any regrets? Are you proud of what you've done? Something like that and mm-hmm. I was like absolutely not, i am very happy with the way things have ended up in my career, so that's uh I think you're spot on with that i um Mel, did you have a question?
2: Yeah, I was wondering, uh he's there for at least all everything I've read. he's there for two weeks. Will there be other classes where it's just him and the twenty students? I'm not talking about the public uh i think
4: there I think there's at least one more, yeah, and um. They've got some interactions too I think at one point they're going to a recording studio And they're going to what's essentially a museum So uh, yeah I think those will be really neat things Because it will get him I think last night's thing was the formal lecture But he certainly will be talking more And uh, and discussing with them more But in different settings
2: Okay Okay.
4: Interesting. I'm well, wondering
2: Did the name Lady Gaga come up When he was talking about celebrity and all that?
4: Uh, you know, he he uh he he landed some blows on Justin Bieber, I'd say that, and uh uh the black eyed peas also did not emerge unscathed from <laughs> his discussion. Uh I think it's Todd's view that a lot of their music is essentially the same. Um and that uh they think they found a formula that people glom onto and that you know people just seem to be buying the same song with different lyrics. But um you know, I, I, most of it uh, I think was uh I I don't think Lady Gaga did come up. Now that I think about it, but um,
2: interesting. Just I'm just thinking these are students, probably 18 to 21 years old, and I would have thought that one of them would have brought her up in conversation.
4: But I'm kind
2: (laughs) of glad to hear that they didn't.
4: No, they didn't, and and it was uh, you know, I I, obviously I'm going to be 50 here next month, and um, I I'm well beyond their demographic, and it's not made a lot of cracks about different things talking about. Oh, just you know, the, 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 we were talking about the Sony Walkman and, and portability, you know, and the idea. And he realized that these kids have never lived in a world that didn't have a Sony Walkman, even an old cassette Sony Walkman. You know, uh, that seems just extremely quaint to them. But um, trying to get it into their heads, and, and they they were a really wonderful audience. But uh, the idea that when many of us were growing up, listening to music required you to sit down on a couch and you know put a needle on a record and and listen to a side. You know, there wasn't, uh, this idea that you could just go down and and cherry pick songs and put them in your iPod and go out jogging and then play them in the car. And, uh, you know, everything is so portable now and the world has really changed and and the way music is consumed has changed. And, but Todd was, was also adamant that he's still a long form guy. You know, he still thinks uh, of an album as a collection of songs and something that's got to have, uh, somewhat of a theme running through it. And, um, and that's probably not going to change, but, uh, they, they they clearly had done their homework and, and glenn you know glenn gass um i just wish he'd been uh of course if he was teaching when i was a student you know he'd be he'd probably, be, he'd probably have passed away by now so it's nice to have a friend but uh i am I'm, I'm a bit envious that i didn't have a glenn gass type of uh, professor you know when i was in school um as much as i love music and as much as he loves music and is able to convey that love and it was clear from the questions the students asked that they, uh, they'd they done their homework, um, they were aware of Todd, and uh, they weren't just, you know, asking stupid questions like, you know, how big was Meatloaf when the record was recorded, or, you know, uh, did uh, did Patti Smith have any strange writers in her, you know, it was none of that kind of goofball stuff. Uh, they were very respectful of his place in, in rock history, the people he's interacted with, and the fact that, you know, he took the time to come to Bloomington, Indiana to meet with 20 students.
1: Sounds like a blast. No, there's a lot of people that are jealous of you getting to do that experience. That's for sure.
4: Well, and I, I, I feel kind of sheepish about it. Glenn was, uh, you know, I, as I said, Glenn and I have been talking about this for a long time, but uh, I, I tried to be as much a fly on the wall as I could. And uh, the purpose for coming on here today is I just want uh, people to know that um, these two things that are coming up are indeed open to the public, and I sense they're going to be very cool. Todd was talking about doing some rehearsing on piano, suggesting that, uh, you know, he was probably going to reach into the catalog for things other than what we heard on the, the Healing Todd tour. Um, so there, there should be some goodies uh, in the, especially the thing Sunday night, which is the, the recital, which is being built as kind of a storyteller type concert where Todd will talk about um, how he creates music, how, you know, how he's come up with his harmonic sensibility, his, his chord structures and um, and use some examples.
1: I'm still trying to figure out how all that took place. You know, I don't know if y'all had to talk him into it or just came up with the idea. But it's interesting that he, after saying he didn't want to do piano anymore, he did plenty of it in the Todd um, Healing shows recently in September, and now he's talking about doing it again in front of these students uh, for this really unique sounding, maybe once in a lifetime type gig. Uh, you got you got any feedback on how they? how that came about, how they got him to do that particular show, and um, if he said anything else to you about it.
4: I think, you know, that's it's totally Glenn Gas. I think it's uh, Glenn probably had, um, over the series of conversations, they had about exactly what he'd do during his ten days or two weeks on campus. Uh, you know, part of the deal was for the Wells professorship that he would have a public event, or two public events, but one would be musical, and um obviously he doesn't have a band and obviously it's it's kind of a teaching moment and so uh you know to have him there with uh, presumably a guitar and and he, he I mean he said he's going to play piano so uh he I think is going to dissect some of his songs and and give us some rare insights into uh how he goes about creating um and, uh, I, yeah, I think it's, it's it was just basically Glenn and and Todd back and forth, you know, how do you want to do this, and this is what they arrived at. And as far as uh, I'm concerned as a fan, I, I can't think of a better format.
1: Sounds really exciting. I know it's limited to about 400 people, but if it was uh, slammed, they said they'd try to find a way to get everybody in. I don't think that's going to be the issue because it's not really something that's being – uh, heavily promoted marketing because there's no, I'm sure there's no money for that to promote a show that's free, but hopefully it'll have a good turnout. I would love to go. I'm still thinking about. it. I know some other people are as well, and it is free. But the good news is, for people who aren't going to be there, it's going to be streamed online. Uh, this is Halloween night, of course, and the information is on Indiana University's website. And uh, but you know, it could end up taking Todd somewhere else in another direction. He's done the guitar thing now for three or four years, and. Maybe he's looking at going back into something like this, and he's
4: testing the waters. Who knows? Well, and I think, you know, I, I really hope that uh, – and, and Todd did say, you know, he, he never had a college experience. And um, he. Uh, I think he, he really uh, re- realized again last night. He, he said it first to Paul, and he said it again last night, just how much uh, fun it is really to be on a college campus, uh, a place that he really uh, missed out on, and, and I think has some a bit of regret just to, you know, the, the four years of your life when you're that age, to be on a campus with a bunch of uh, like-minded folks who are of your age group, and living together, studying together, it's a pretty cool thing, and obviously he was out playing his trade at a very early age, and, and, and having very early success in his life, but um, I hope this is something that other campuses can enjoy and benefit from because uh as I said, I mean he's just he is a treasure trove of of um stories, insights, uh and, and good life advice. You know, it's it's not just about music, it's it's really about the decisions we all make with our jobs and our lives and, and, and um and uh you know, how they how they play out and to be 60 62 years old and look back over your life and feel really good about it. And, and, uh, you know, I think we as fans sometimes think, you know, geez, wouldn't it have been great if Todd had, you know, reached the, the, the status of artist X who's, uh, you know, uh, got 15 box sets out or something that just, you know, their name seems to be the tip of the tongue for everybody. But, um, you know, he, he's made some really good, um, choices in terms of, uh, staying in front of people but you know staying out of the way at the same time and 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 that's given him the freedom to be the artist that he's wanted to be and uh uh it's probably not easy for us to understand and certainly I know a lot of critics are still scratching their heads but the fact that he's comfortable about it and and can explain so thoroughly you know how his career came to be what it is is pretty cool
1: Yeah ultimately you got to you know you got to be happy with yourself cuz trying to satisfy everybody's impossible anyway but you have Definitely um, satisfied one of Todd's desires, which was to stay in one place for a while. So he'd get <laughs> two weeks over there. And if he kept doing these type of programs, then that that would uh, be one way of getting to stay in a place for a while versus moving around all the time like he has to do with these
4: these other shows. Definitely. But, and, and, Doug, I want to get to your point about the, the hall, because we actually went over to the place where he's going to be doing the recital on Sunday night. And it, it looks like it's got about 400 seats, a beautiful um, I'm sure a acoustically perfect uh music hall with a big long stage and a pipe organ up there and uh we joked about maybe getting Todd to do some some pipe organ, but I think we'll we'll be happy just to get the piano stuff we get but um the uh the room is is is, is set up in such a way that there's a lot of room on either side so if 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 we do wind up getting a mob on Sunday night um I mean, people can get in and I think um if if anybody is toying with the idea of coming down I, I think it's it's definitely something to give a lot of consideration to cuz uh I, I do think it's going to be pretty special
1: I, I can imagine so now there's also the you know todd we all know the stories of the bad finger deal george harrison the john lennon controversy of course todd toured with ringo got a lot of beatles history defaced the music thursday night Another free event over there uh, with the title with the Beatles in it. Do you know much about that? What can you tell us?
4: It's uh, it's going to be called Long Hair, Todd Rundgren on the Beatles Effect. It's at 7 o'clock, and that's Eastern Time. And it'll be in Ballantyne Hall, room 13. Um, and, yeah, Todd, Todd last night was very careful. Whenever he, like, touched on the Beatles, he said, I don't want to talk too much about the Beatles because I'm going to be hitting that pretty heavy on Thursday night. But, um I think it's going to be, um, he alluded to the fact it'll be uh, the sociology of the Beatles, you know, how the Beatles, uh, I mean, the music obviously changed music uh, in many ways, but uh, the way they lived, the way they dressed, the the cultural phenomenon they were even when they weren't playing music, um, and, and the people they inspired because of the, uh, you know, the, the music and the image and the idea that four guys could, you know, have fun together in a band and and be self-contained and not bring people in from the outside and um and actually you know play all the parts uh so I think it'll be as much on the sociology of the Beatles as anything and and how the the lingering image of them that we all have uh has affected rock since really you know the, the early 60s the mid 60s when beatlemania swept the United States and the world and uh things have really never been the same
1: is that that gonna be streamed by chance? Is that gonna be something we can hear or we're gonna to have to get a bootleg of that maybe?
4: Uh I you know you're asking the wrong guy. I know that um at one point they were looking at streaming both. Uh i, I will uh I've got a, a a call into Glenn so we will find out and we'll find out you can get it up on your blog I suppose, right? If if we
1: uh Sure, we'll get the information out on our usual places on our blogspot uh, blog spot page and Facebook. You know, we'll put it everywhere else too that we can and and um, you know all the regular Todd sites. If that's going to end up being the case, the website is um, Indiana University well, website. About that. Do you know that it's, URL um, off the top of your head.
4: You know, I just had to look it up because it's uh, it's it's like an eye chart. It's big and long. Um, let's see. Uh, my my recommendation to folks would be if you go to Indiana University's website, it's Indiana.edu, and then just go in the upper right box there and type in RunGrid in the search bar, and you'll get. Uh, the news release, which is the thing they put out when they announced that he was coming, but um I really couldn't find a schedule or anything and uh that's that's one of the peculiar things is, you know I use such a big campus that this is just another thing I saw that uh Ron Paul was speaking there last night, you know so uh <laughs> there's there's so much going on in a campus that even something like Todd kind of gets you know lost in the shuffle but uh uh these things Thursday and Sunday are I think gonna be priceless opportunities for fans. Thursday seven o'clock, it's in Valentine Hall thirteen. And then Sunday, Cluster the Birth of the T chord, will be at eight o'clock Eastern time in our hall and that's A U E R, which is in the um Simon Music building, which is where we were last night. It's uh it's a really cool hall and um I think that's gonna be especially Worth people's while if they're thinking about making the trip from nearby spots like Chicago, which is only three and a half, four hours away.
1: Oh yeah, they should definitely go road trip. Very nice road
4: trip. <laughs>
5: yeah,
1: well, let's let's go back into the past just for a minute before we let you run the. Uh, I got to finally meet you face to face in Indianapolis. I was curious what you thought about the Todd Healing Show at the Clues and what your the folks you brought with you. I don't know if they were all Todd fans, or not but what their opinion uh, was on the show.
4: Oh well, first of all, I meant to say this off the very top, Doug and Mel. You guys, besides being just terrific uh, ambassadors for for all things Todd, uh, you deserve like a massive group hug from all of us for uh, taking the risk and putting the time and the effort into these shows. And and uh, as great as A Watts was, uh, Healing Todd was just. Uh, if if there's a concert hall in heaven, you know, I think that's what's playing there. If that was about as Perfect a musical evening as I've had, um, and I've uh, the overwhelming thing I've heard from all fans is it's in the upper pantheon, the the top two or three Todd shows they've ever seen, and many have said it's the top. So uh, yeah, the people I was with were just blown away, and um, I think the you know the crowd was blown away, and it's uh, I, I you know I, as I told Todd after the show it, that thing has legs, <laughs> and more people need to see it. Uh, I agree.
1: I'm surprised it hasn't taken off with some other promoters. You know, we're hoping to maybe bring it back out for a couple of shows here and there. I don't know. It's it's uh, it's tough. It's such a big production, but the the healing show. And of course, I know people love the Todd album and I, and I liked it as well, no question. It's just there's something about it that moves people, and I think that they want to see it again. Um, you know, and a watch was great, and people saw it multiple times, but that healing album. Just what it means to people and just the way Todd presented it and bringing in the choir and everything. I mean it's just such a such a wonderful and unique experience. I think it does definitely needs to get back on the road. And Clues was a really nice hall. It was great acoustics there. Did you guys like the Fix as an opener for that show?
4: Oh yeah. I I'm a fan of the Fix anyway and I know they're big Todd fans and uh I always you know, I always thought that the song is, is there'll be people in your audience that may hoot at this, but when I remember when Fix Your Gaze came out on the trivia record. Um I always thought that it had a little bit of a nod to the fix, just the, the guitar, you know, the, the kind of jangly guitar in there. Uh mm-hmm. sounded a little bit like stand or fall. Just a little bit. I mean it wasn't a rip or anything, but it uh the the, the idea that it was fix your gaze and it kinda had a little sound like the fix um was always a curiosity to me. So it, it seemed like a, a perfect uh fit and a, a great mix and um you know, the only thing I was disappointed by was, uh, obviously, some, some Todd fans were having fun in the parking lot when the fix were on, because <laughs> there were too many empty seats, and, and I had friends that um, stumbled in closer to the time that Todd was going on, and they missed something, because, uh, you know, Cy and the guys, I think, really put on a good show, and uh, and again, they're they're extremely respectful of Todd and his work, and we're actually <laughs> hanging out with him after the show, so... Uh, I, you know, I, 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 as as a fan of Todd, I, I always want people who um, open for him, and certainly people who respect him, to get our respect. Because conversely, if he's opening for Hall and Oates or you know somebody, I don't want their fans to show up late or you know be talking over his music. Because um, we all learn, you know, you, the cool thing about music is your eyes are constantly and ears constantly open to new things. So uh, you can't really expand your horizons if you're not there.
1: Yeah, you make a good point about that. And, and there was a good crowd there. And, and uh, there were some people, though, you know, people I know that just for whatever reason, they would not, they only want Todd. Doesn't matter. I don't know if it's that's all the time or just for a show, but Todd fans are unique, that's for sure, and some of them are like that. But there was um, both shows that we did with the Fix, they got standing ovations, which I think is very difficult in an environment of Todd fans. The Fix fans that went... Absolutely loved the Fix that, and they just raved about Todd. And you think about the Fix fans, they they probably didn't know those two albums. Mm
3: -hmm. They
1: loved the show. The feedback was tremendous. They thought it was a great combination. So they certainly gave Todd the respect, and hopefully I think that the Todd fans that did take the time to see the Fix show gave them respect. Another interesting thing about it was how, and, and Mel can attest to this as well, how much the Fix were in awe of this show. They mm-hmm. just couldn't believe it. And they watched it up in the audience with us for the St. Louis show, and I sat by a couple of them, and they just smiled the whole time. And then the second show, the one in Indy, they stayed on the stage. It was such a huge one, over on the side, and they just were raving about it. And I think, Mel, I think it was you who was telling me the story about Jamie. Do you remember the one I'm talking about?
2: Ah, uh, Here in Dallas?
1: Jamie, the fix guitarist.
2: Yeah, yeah. They they performed in Dallas like a week after the the last Todd Healing show, and I went to it. And and uh, Jamie said that he he was so awestruck by Todd that he he doesn't even know if he said much of anything at all to Todd. He was just <laughs> like a typical you know starstruck fan, but. Um, yeah, they, they really, there was a lot of respect for Todd there, and, um, you know, when we brought it up, you know, to Todd and his people, you know, how about we have the fix open, it didn't take long at all to get the answer back. He he must like the fix himself.
4: I believe he does, and, and you know, it, as far as the show, the Todd part of the show, um, there's, you know... Th- people talk about people mailing it in you know i mean like the new rod stewart record the fifth you know great american songbook rod mutilates the classics that's mailing it in that's like the one extreme but you know the other extreme is somebody who um and i'm sure you guys thought when you booked the show well will, you know will do the songs and he'll nail it and it'll be good and it'll be cool but to to put as much time and effort into uh you know thinking up the concepts for the show and the costumes and and the presentation and and, and going as far as to bring in the choirs i mean it is it, it was a it was a beautiful concept and it was executed to perfection and i don't think that you would find a musician of todd's and i'm not saying he's an old man but a a a veteran artist to uh to be that innovative in that kind of a setting um when he's basically only got six shows booked, uh, it says a lot about his his desire to wow us. And, you uh, know, I, 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 people are still buzzing about that show. And, again, you guys deserve a massive uh, thank you for all you've done to um, to make these things possible.
2: Well, thank you. Well,
1: mm-hmm. All I can say back yeah, is thanks for being a part of it because it takes people to go because Todd's fan base, you know, isn't what it was back in the day when Utopia was hot and Todd was hot. So you know you have to get everybody you can to go to these things to make it work because there is a lot of time and effort, which means you know money that goes into it. And Todd delivers, no question about it, on on that show. Just phenomenal show. And another nice thing you did for us, of course, is it's going to be on DVD. And I do think they're targeted still to have that out before the end of the year for the Todd the Todd Healing DVD. It's going to be a little bit easier for them to mix than A Watts, of course. And The video on demand is available right now of the uh, um, Glenside, Pennsylvania show at the Keswick. Mm -hmm. And just there's little details that you see and things that you might not have caught if you were at the show. And just some of the stuff, it just makes me realize just how great Todd is about figuring out what to do for these album shows. And when this choir comes in and you can hear – some things that you might not have heard at the show during Shine and Healing Part 2 with uh, one girl coming out and doing a little bit of a, a solo, if you will, uh, on a couple of it, a couple of parts, and it, it's just phenomenal. And just bringing the whole choir thing, if you just look back at it, you know,
5: just brilliant.
1: We were all trying to wonder, what's the choir master for? What's going to happen? It's for Sons of 1984. You know, totally shocked us with how he did it, and it was perfect. They had a great choir master. I mean, just a wonderful show that cannot stop needs to be back out there
4: i'm with you i'm with you and I, I mean i'm I'm thrilled that it's going to be commemorated on dvd because this is one of those things that uh and I, I know that there are people out there nodding their heads as i say this but you know it's uh to be able to pull out a, a tour dvd and watch it and kind of relive that moment and remember where you saw that show and how you felt uh is, is really something cool and um yeah, I mean we live in a time where uh it used to be a big big deal to make a concert video and uh I know Todd's got a few of them in the pipeline. Um and I uh, I think we're all jonesing in to see him because uh, that that was a very very special show and a a night I will not forget. Yeah,
1: and the VOD is still available through november the 12th toddhealingshow.com. It's only 1995. It's worth every penny. Just the healing sweet itself is worth the, the 20 bucks <laughs> I think they undersold it on price it was actually less than the todd Runker johnson at ridgeville connecticut show they've had a good showing for this one too by the way the video has done uh pretty well so that's good to hear for chris because chris worked his butt off and remixed that and changed some of the um scenes and everything to make it just top-notch great deal and and if you're wondering uh if you didn't see he basically it's hard to mix a show like that live for video and get it just right. So there were some issues and he knew that and he admitted that and they took the time to change it. They didn't have to, you know. They'd already had most of the subscribers, but they did and it was an effort that should be rewarded because it is fantastic. Must
4: see TV. Well, and, you know, uh, Todd and I were talking last night about the wizard thing, which he's still working on, and I know that uh, that that was a challenge just because there were some issues with really every show. But uh, it's, uh, you know, I I know that uh, people are jonesing to see that, and it's on his radar. And Hopefully we get all these things in our hot little hands before too long. He didn't
2: give you any kind of timeline on AWOTS, did he?
4: He didn't. uh, It sounded like he was still working on it, and... um, He's a busy guy but i i, I hope it's i hope it's soon it it sounded from the things that he said like uh because there is just one you know healing show to work with and Todd show uh that uh there are fewer fixes required and and it, I wasn't at that show but it it uh it appears that um there wasn't that much that needed to be fixed to begin with so um I think that the timeline on that one is probably uh truncated just because it's it's probably you know almost ready to go. Uh, sure. but I, I know that uh, many of us would have liked to have had he watched this months and months and months ago. But, yeah, like uh, last I, holiday. You yeah, know but but he is committed to getting it right. I, I can tell you this from the things we were talking about. He wants to make sure that w- what we get is, is something that we can really all enjoy and uh, isn't uh, doesn't have any problems.
1: Well, it's five. It's going to be five DVDs based on what he said, a best of, and then four of the shows, so that takes a little bit longer. And the good news is when he does talk about it, he seems to be uh, more interested and happy about it than that Arena HD net, which I think they're just going to keep stalling until we forget till we quit talking about it. Of course, you still see that on TV every now and then. But yeah, I don't know no, if that DVD will ever see the light of day. A Watch definitely will, and, and you can tell Todd's proud of it. The Muskegon Show was also filmed uh, by the the pay-per-view, VOD, whatever you want to call it, and DVD crew Chris Anderson had. So they may even mix a little bit of that into the DVD when it's all said and done. We'll see. But the uh, cool thing, too, about the DVD that will be different from the VOD is it's supposed to have the full Roy Firestone interview on it. And I don't know if they'll add more Todd Stock movie premiere uh, clips or not, but it'll have some of that on there as well, which the new VOD does have some additional Todd Stock party footage and some more, of the roy firestone interview so if you if you did buy it and saw it early definitely go back and check it out again you'll get to see some more stuff and you'll get to see a better all-around deal of video camera work and um sound mixing
4: yeah and uh, on the hd net show i can say that um i I may know more about that in a couple of weeks because uh i was actually uh i I broached the subject of hd net in the first place they do our football game here every year and they 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 shoot uh, rock shows they did lindsey buckingham and the neck uh and uh stevie Nicks and other people but um i think that there's a distribution situation there i think that those shows which are um hd net shoots and then i think that they basically let the artists license them but i think that they are in the middle of reworking that agreement at least that's the last i'd heard so part of it, I think, is just a licensing thing. But I think that will come out. And uh, the guy who directed that show, Hank Lena, is going to be directing our football game uh, two weeks from Saturday. So if I get any scoop, I'll let you know. But uh, yeah, Houston, I, I want to see that, too.
1: Yeah, that's. Um, there, I think there's going to be a couple more songs that weren't on the actual show. I thought the interview stuff was good, too, uh, for that HDNet net arena show so it would be nice to have it just sure does seem to be taking a long time
4: yeah it was, was i know it was a frustrating I, night for all parties involved because i i talked to hank about it once um you know they, they blew two or three generators that night and uh it had nothing to do with potter or hdnet i think it had a lot to do with um just bad luck maybe altitude and the club was part of it too I mean, I i know that there were some issues just in terms of um
1: they were a little resistant, Todd said. You know, the yeah,
4: that's kind of Lighting the buzz I heard.
1: fans didn't like the lights. And there were a lot of issues with that one, but you know, it, was a, it was a good show. We got to see it on TV. I still have it on TV. I can watch it anytime I want for now. But uh, and the interview stuff was really special, so I, I thought it was good, and hopefully it will come out soon. We shall see, right?
4: We shall, with bated <laughs> breath.
1: Yeah. I'll tell you, distribution an interesting topic, though, because – That seems to be the issue with the Todd Rundgren Johnson. It's become laughable how long it's taken to get that album out, and there's already copies out overseas. And uh, I just, I mean, I can get it that you can't get it in Best Buy and Walmart, maybe, whatever. But not to have it available online, at least for iPods and for uh, Amazon and those type places. You know, seems like pretty much anybody can do that. Uh, indie artists can pull that off. Why can't somebody with a big name and that is backed by a record company? What is the deal? So I don't and know they, what the problem is. They already
2: is. put three songs out. Yeah, yeah. They want to put the whole album out? Uh, yeah,
4: I'm I'm curious like you guys, but uh, I just you know I, I probably do what everybody else out there does. I go to Amazon every couple of weeks and refresh the page and see if <laughs> see if there's a date for it. I see that there's an import version coming out via Amazon a pricey one, and I'm guessing that's probably the one that was uh, made in Australia. But uh, uh, Todd did say, you know, his his new record uh, is, has not come out yet. So it's still – he told that to the students. I didn't press him on it. So I, I think that they're still hoping to get that distributed, and I'm, I'm, I trust it will get out.
1: Yeah, I know Todd's ready for it to be out. I know that. It's just whatever this distribution, you know, argument, disagreement, or problem is – has not been resolved and the sooner the better you know we saw some of the similar stuff with arena so i don't know i just got to blame it on hi-fi I do that point fingers but uh it sure has been a bizarre situation that's for sure
4: well it's a it's a really tough time i think i'm i'm not uh i'm not sure you know who i'd point the finger at but it, you, you know obviously record stores are vanishing uh if you go to the target or uh store like that the, the even Best Buy, two weeks ago, shrunk their CD section, which already uh, looks like Al Roker after a diet. You know, now it's, it's <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's
1: nothing there. I saw that. Right. Like,
4: there's like 30 CDs there, and you know, half of them are Lady Gaga. There I go. But um, well, people it, are know, downloading
1: the, now. I mean, and that's the thing. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Why can't they at least have that available for people? And then, you know, it's good. What's going to be interesting is to do a comparison and contrast when Gigatone does this album with Todd of, of covers he's produced. When we see how quickly or how slow that gets out, because according to Mitch, who we've had on the show, the CEO of Gigatone, they have a relationship with Sony Red Distributorship, and, they, and he acted like it's not going to be an issue whatsoever.
2: Well, so you know that Mickey Dolan album is already out; it's, it has already come out. Which one? And when was that done? August, something like that. Oh wow,
1: really? Yeah, that was just finished, I and mean, that's that's amazing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: All right, so we don't want to you know beat a dead horse and, and bitch about High just we'll Have another <laughs> show for that. But I'm glad you like the Todd Healing show, and I'm glad you got to go to the class, and I know you're going to get to go to the other two public events for sure, and we'll keep us in the loop, and who knows, some of us may show up for that Sunday night recital on Halloween evening, because it looks like most of the kids, if people have kids or want to see the kids come to their house, they're all doing it on Saturday night this year, so Sunday night's wide open for people to go to this concert.
4: Well, that's good news, because I won't be home, and I just don't want to find a bunch of eggs on my house because I wasn't handing out candy. (laughs)
1: You turn all the lights off so they know not to walk up to the door. That's the trick. <laughs> <laughs> and put a dog out there. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> or a snake. And you have
4: to borrow that, yeah.
1: Yeah. All right, good deal. Well, hey, Kim, man, we appreciate all your time and for giving us all the skinny on this and Look forward to hearing back from you, and I hope you have a good time, and maybe I'll see
4: you. You never know up
1: there for well, the event.
4: Well, Doug and Mel, thank you again for all you do. And, again, uh, my, my sole purpose for coming on here was, as somebody who's loved Todd's music for a long time, was to tell fellow fans, you know, this is free, it's open, and I hope that uh, people give it some thought because uh, I, you know, just the, the gut feeling I have, it's going to be a pretty special evening, especially Sunday.
2: It's very tempting. Oh, boy. Yep, oh, boy. you going to be right.
4: <laughs> well, I hope to see you.
2: All right, man. Take Maybe. care.
4: Thank you, my friends. Bye-bye. All
2: right, again.
1: right, everybody. Ken Owen from DePaul is in charge of media relations there. And, of course, big Todd fan we've had on the show a few times, especially when he had Todd at DePaul University for the talk. It was pretty much a breakdown of his career. you remember that, Mel?
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right. And we thought that would be the only time we'd see him doing any kind of lecture-type deal, but... Ah, it sounds like Todd is is digging it. Yeah. Now that we've had
1: Mr. Ken on and we have no other guest, I've got to disappear. I might stick around for a little while, but Cruiser Mail is going to take calls if you want to call in and talk about anything and everything. If not, we will wrap this show up, and we'll see you next Tuesday. We're looking to get some of the Splendor guys on. We just weren't able to pull it off for this week, or some guest of some sort. So you know we'll be here. For you, on Tuesday nights, eight thirty Eastern. I'm Skippy. All right, so give us a call. If not, see, I wouldn't want to be. This is
0: Eric Gardner. You're listening to com.
2: Well, that was interesting. Thank you so much, Ken Owen, for being on the show. I'm going to take the reins for a little while by myself while Doug ducks out. Uh, if you guys want to call in and talk about anything, just any old thing, feel free, because of course we've still got, uh, well, close to an hour. Uh, if you guys want us to think about playing some music, if we've got it already loaded up, We'll happily do that, but before we take any calls, I'm going to announce some scoop, so pay attention. He was talking about the recital being uh, streamed on Sunday, but there was a question whether or not that was going to just be audio or if it would be audio and video, and hello, it's going to be both, and it's going to be free and it's going to be at 8 p.m. Eastern Time Sunday night. And the place you'll need to go to log in is http://www.music.indiana.edu/. Now this is going to be the the Storyteller Show, and it will be live. The title of the show, for lack of a better word, is going to be called Cluster, the Birth of the T-Cord. And I'm assuming Todd will explain what a T-Cord is <laughs> during that little storyteller uh, time. So definitely, uh, if you're going to be handing out candy to the kiddies that night, just uh, turn on the computer and log in, and then, you know, you'll be entertained for the evening so, oh, look, we've got a couple of callers already. Let's see what 816 wants to talk about. You are on the air.
4: Miss Mel,
2: how are you? Hello, doing good. Who's this? Casting
5: 123. Hello. Hello. Miss Mel, hi.
2: Hi.
5: I, I uh, forgot to push the right button. It's Corky Williams here. I haven't talked to you in a while.
2: Hi, Corky. What's up? Hi.
5: I just uh, hope it's okay. I just call to say thanks so much for the wonderful run of uh, of healing shows. They were just incredible. I, I caught three of them, and you guys know I jumped off and had to get on home and skip the the indie show, but uh, they were something else. I'm just still jazzed about seeing them all, and I know it was a lot of work to make it happen. and What a lot of fun. Thanks so much.
2: Well, you know, like like Doug said, it wouldn't happen if we didn't have people that that w- were supporting the shows. So, thank you.
5: Oh, you got it. And what else pre- is
2: going on? Uh,
5: you know, not much. I'm trying to figure out whether or not I can make it to Chicago and uh, see see Todd at the Park West there. And um, really was glad to hear that you guys are streaming. Uh, well, it's, I, it's not you all, I guess, or, or is the school actually streaming the video and audio?
2: It's for the, the Storycomer Show. Right. It's wow. just coming from the music school. We have nothing to do with it. Wow. But I know I'll well, be watching, you know, in between heck, doorbell rings.
5: Heck yes. I was, I was going to volunteer uh, my, my little brother on. I'll, I'll get him over there. He knows how to stream things. He does it pretty regularly, actually, uh, at the local venue here. So, no, I, that, I didn't have a lot else to say tonight. I haven't talked to you guys in a bit and haven't. Uh, since that you know that little group of shows, but gosh, what a what a lot of fun it was! And just thanks for all the work, you know. I know it's it's not easy, and uh, but we're all kind of waiting with bated breath to hear what you all do next year. And uh, hopefully, you, you all will consider taking on some other shows through the year. I know they're all work. I know they are, but you enjoy doing it, don't you?
2: We sure do. We really do. It's it's a labor of love, and uh, as you notice we make sure that we get ourselves to those shows and we're the the first ones up on, on our feet dancing, so uh we kinda have a good time.
5: Are you uh thinking of showing up at this uh university broadcast, you think you can get there, is it just one show too many?
2: Well I'm I, I am entertaining the idea, however I, I know better, so I think I'm just going to resign myself to watching on my my computer at home. <laughs> But I'm in okay. Texas. I mean, it's a little bit of a stretch to get there. If I was in a neighboring state, sure, I'd go, of course.
5: Did you uh, Did you talk to anybody that made it to uh, Joplin to see the Chasm Show? I, I just was not able to go, and I'm really sorry, but it's quite a drive, actually, from Kansas City. I think it's about seven or eight hours. Oh, really? That, that, you, uh, yeah, did you talk to anybody that went to? Uh, that was the one that Mark Wooten was part of. Uh,
2: right. I have not. I there were There were a few people talking about it in the chat room earlier mm-hmm. tonight. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't able to read it all. I'm sure it went just fine. Sure. Uh You know he puts on a great show.
5: He's a very neat guy. Did you get the uh, the little email today? For is it Nevesa, Nevesda, something like that? They're doing a yeah. Captain
0: show.
2: Yes. Um. Uh. May as well sort of explain to people that may not have gotten that. Um, apparently. A Chasm show from Woodstock is going to be done as a pay per view, uh, and they sent out an email to people that had purchased the Todd pay per views. Uh, I guess that's where they got their list. Um, sent that out today, kind of with a little survey asking if you know mid December would be a better date, or the end of December, or sometime in January, or does it matter at all? Uh, so if you have got one of those emails. And if you're interested in seeing that pay-per-view, do answer that survey and you'll – I don't really understand it. It almost read like if you go to the gig, then you can watch the pay-per-view, but maybe not. Maybe maybe they'll have the pay-per-view for people who don't even go to that gig. But it's a chasm thing. It's not a top thing. It's a chasm thing. Oh, understood. So I'm glad you brought that up.
5: Oh, uh, looks, like, looks like fun. Well, yeah, maybe some other folks uh... – you know, we'll get on and make that happen. I just think that that's uh you know, if we can't get folks to distribute, you know, CDs and DVDs at shows, then then maybe this is another revenue stream that'll help the artists and that's that's what I'm rooting for. Yeah,
2: exactly. Exactly.
5: Yes,
2: ma'am. Yes, ma'am.
5: Well, I'll uh I don't know if you've got some other listeners standing by to talk and uh
2: I got I got a couple of callers on hold.
5: Rachel, so um hog uh, like the airtime, I think you can and Looking forward to the next time that uh, we all get to be jumping up and down on the same same uh, territory there. Thanks, man.
2: Right, right. Well, good luck getting to Chicago. We want to hear all right. about the show.
5: You, uh, take care, dear. Bye-bye.
2: Okay. Bye-bye, Corky. All right, everybody. That was Corky. He calls in fairly regularly. Oh, I think I know who this is. This is Miss 512. Are you there? I am. I miss you. I miss you so much. I almost called you today, but uh, that's another thing.
6: Well, you know, I, I had a phone get destroyed while you were gone, and I lost all my numbers. And, you know, I certainly know how to find everybody, but it's, it's sort of been fun waiting for people to uh, call me and then, you know, play sort of like phone bingo to see who it is. It's like phone roulette, is really what it is. It's not phone bingo. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm not sure what the difference is, but what's going well, on with you? Um, Nothing. I was enjoying your pictures, though.
6: I really, really oh. like like them. Very amazing what you did. How long were you gone? Well, I snuck out of town for 13 days. That is just, I am just so impressed. I want to hear everything on the down low and on the upswing and all of it, but, but now is not the time or place. I really just called to say hey. And, you know, what everybody else says, we're all kind of antsy and, you know, I know, and itchy and you know. Well,
2: are you maybe maybe you need to get to uh, Bloomington, Indiana, to the, this weekend?
6: You know what? I'm teaching a lecture class on Sunday myself. It's not about the T chord unless T is for tit. <laughs> uh, you, now,
2: know,
6: you know? Do you know what there,
2: a T chord is? Actually,
6: I don't. I really don't. I don't either. It doesn't sound like any kind of musical term I've heard, and I would have thought I would have heard somebody at my house talking about it. So anyway, I'm. I, I just. I want to hear about more shows, I, you know, any kind of shows. I want to hear if Michelle is going to play in Vegas. I'm interested in that.
2: Mm, we are working on that.
6: Well, I like hearing that. That's all. I'm, no pressure. No
2: pressure, darling. It's It sure would make that weekend, uh, it would round it out much nicer. It would also keep me away from the casinos a little bit longer.
6: Well, Ava asked me to take some money because she and my mom and I went out shopping today, and Ava said, if you're going to Vegas and taking grandma, I'm going to give you guys some money. And my mom and I are both, you know, we're practically Muslim about gambling. It's like not that we don't want to. We just can't. So I said, oh, I'll give it to my friend Melly Mel.
2: <laughs> yeah.
6: You can gamble it away for her. And, you know, I think it would be a pretty fair fight between the
2: two of you. So Happily. Happily. hmm mm-hmm. Anyway. You know, I- I would like nothing more than to be given money to gamble with.
6: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's it's her funeral if that's what she wants to do with it. I'll bring it to you. When I was a little girl, my aunt and uncle went to Vegas, and I won $25, or they told me I did, and they brought it all back to me in silver dollars. And I don't – can you still do that? Can you request money? You know, can you get r- rupees or, you know, um, shells? Or uh, like- you
2: probably could come home with, with quarters. Um, I think the silver dollars are not really silver dollars, but they're like tokens.
6: Hmm. Well, mine were these real silver dollars, and of the 25, I think maybe seven of them were JFK. Wow. I know. Oh, Jimmy Toons is in the
2: chat room now. Hi, Jimmy. Hi. Okay. we got a bunch of people in the, in the chat tonight. I haven't been able to really follow it all entirely, um, plus had a few technical difficulties that I noticed. We got blanked out a couple times. I don't know what that's about. but
6: Yeah, I got kicked off a couple times, too, and I was going to tell you that... Um, I kept notes for the first time not in longhand on this tour. I kept tons and tons of notes, and when my phone got destroyed over the weekend, all my notes were gone, and uh, I'm trying to remember it all from uh, memory, but there were some really pretty funny things I witnessed and really silly stories, so I'm kind of hoping that uh, I can either recall them or write them somewhere. I don't know. I was going to tell one of the funny stories tonight, but I think you have more calls, yes? Let
2: me check. Uh, we've got some people that are just listening. They don't want to talk, so you got the floor. Well, I have to tell a funny story after
6: the indie show, and uh, this is one of the ones I remembered writing a lot about, so most of the detail comes back to me. but. Uh and Ed is not on chat anymore, but he'll remember this story if if he comes up, comes back on or hears it in the archive. Um, we were sitting in Todd and Michelle's room, and there was a big catering table. And for some reason, <laughs> Greg Hawks and I were sitting at what amounted to the children's table, just the two of us side by side. And <laughs> Todd was sitting across from us watching television, and we were kind of sitting beside the TV facing Todd, so we were watching Todd watch TV. And there was um, a reality show where people were on those ATV Vehicles, you know, those all-terrain vehicles? Yeah. And they kept wiping out. They just kept, you know, falling and, and twisting and going over the tops of, you know, hills and flying off. And Todd's sitting there talking to himself like he does when he's watching TV, it seems, and he says, What's the name of this show, Knock Your Own Dick Off? <laughs> he <laughs> said it to him. He said it to himself. <laughs> so Greg and I kind of look at each other like just out of the corner of our eyes. And, and what ceases, never ceases to amaze me is people who spend a lot of time with Todd still don't get over how, like, unintentionally funny he sometimes, or maybe it's intentional, he's just funny, funny guy. So <clears throat> all of a sudden Jesse comes and he slides down the wall and he's kind of hidden behind the door and he has a plate of food and he's eating this food. I mean, it reminded me of when they liberated the camps at like, you know, Auschwitz and And I mean, he is chowing on this food and that's how Jesse always is when he eats. I mean, the number of times I've been watching him eat, it's usually pizza, but he seems so happy when he's eating. I've never seen anyone so happy. When they're eating. And so I said to Greg Hawks, look at Jesse Gress. He loves to eat. And I love to watch him eat more than I like to eat myself. And Greg goes, really? And I thought, oh, come on, you have to notice this before, right? So Greg starts watching him, and he nods at me and smiles in that way that Greg has. And five seconds later, Ed Victor walks up. He hadn't heard the conversation at all. And he looks at us, and he goes, man, I love watching Jesse Gress eat. He really seems to enjoy eating. (laughs) We start laughing. And then Jesse hears us laughing. This is the final part of the story because this is a three-part story. Jesse says, oh, I remember the time I first met Todd. And so we're all ears, right? He, he's telling the story in this kind of nervous way that he has of talking. And he says, it was 1991, and uh, I wanted to introduce myself to him, and he was at a catering table. And so I, I waited until I thought he was finished eating, and I walked up behind him, and I tapped him on the shoulder, and he turned around, and his face was covered with barbecue sauce, and his Hands were covered with barbecue sauce, and he went, boogie, 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 <laughs> and kind of scared Jesse, I think. So, Oh, that's cute. Anyway, it was cute and fun and blah, blah, blah. That's my story. That's the story that I had written down all the details of, and it got lost, and it's okay. There you go. Excellent. Good and, story.
2: Yeah. yeah. How much of the show did you get to listen to tonight?
6: With Ken? Uh,
2: I was at writer's group until
6: 8 o'clock. I think I got online at 8.18, so I missed most of what Ken had to say. I'll have to go back and listen.
2: Oh, yeah, you do. He talked about the lecture that Todd gave last night at uh, the university, or, in Indiana University, and it was pretty interesting, some of the things that Todd spoke about to the boys and girls. So Boys and girls, yes. Yeah. The boys and girls. And
6: so are they in Indiana all week then?
2: Yeah, <laughs> and some of next week too. Yeah, I guess, I guess so. Uh, and but then
6: they have the thing in L.A., which I wish I was going to.
2: Todd is getting into this teaching thing, Professor well, Todd. It's, it's a good thing to do. Sure, sure. You know, I'd love to see it. I think it'd be a blast. But it's not. I don't think it's going to happen for me this time.
6: Well, yeah, if I could if I could get out there I would. I definitely would. But I'm not. Um okay, well I'm gonna get off here and leave you be. I'm sure I would like to hear Mike Mark Wooden call in. Some people are talking about Mark calling. And uh I don't know if he's still out there. He was in the chat room earlier. Maybe he'll call yeah. in.
2: Uh I saw him earlier. Haven't seen him for a little while. It says he's still logged in, so
6: Alright. Well maybe Mark, he'll maybe out
2: there call in.
6: So um, you know, husband. Quentin was there too. Quentin could call in. I'm, I'm looking at you, Quentin.
2: So we're giving you the eye, Quentin, and you the, giving you the eye. <laughs> uh, nobody's calling.
6: Mm, she's shy. All right. Well, I hope to talk to you and see your lovely face soon. I'll I give you a call over. soon, so you can put my number in your new phone. I uh, will do that. I, I can't wait. All right. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Take care, sweetheart.
2: Okay, bye, Pippi. Bye. Okay, if anyone else wants to call in, now is your chance, uh, or forever hold your peace. Uh, One thing that I learned from the chat room tonight, now this is hearsay, but Ed Victor said that he was speaking with Eric Gardner earlier today, and that he says that the Johnson is going to be released after the first of the year, I think he meant like just shortly after the first of the year, so maybe we're going to see the light of day on this thing, that'd be fantastic, it's about time, but I'm not going to go into a rant about Hi-Fi because Doug did that just fine on his own, uh, speaking of Doug, I think we've got him on the phone, let's see what Doug's up to, hello, look. what's happening, what's you're back,
1: yeah, I didn't want to leave you hanging there. I noticed that uh, Pippi was dropping off, and you were collarless, so I thought I'd I call about,
2: in. Yeah, I was about to have to wrap it up.
1: Hey, we might want to do that, but I had an update I wanted to share.
2: And what would that be?
1: I'm trying to get in the chat room, so.
2: Uh, yeah, good luck with that. That's, that's been giving people some grief tonight, too. Well, that's no, no fun. No. I did not see it. Oh, there it is. Okay, here we go.
1: Might kick you off. Oh! I mean.
2: <laughs> you just bumped me off.
1: Yeah, there we go. I didn't get a choice to pick as a co-host. I didn't go into the switchboard. Sorry about that. You'll need to mm-hmm. you, uh, click that button and get back in there. Okay. All right, okay, so, so what's so here's a- my story. It's why I'm calling you. Okay. Finally, after much effort, it appears that we have a very possible... Venue for Michelle Rungren and the Savages to do a show on December the tenth in Vegas.
0: Yeah. So I'm that.
1: trying to get more information. The place has shown interest. It said so they could hold it for us. Yada yada. Just got to see what the fine details are. If we put that on, that will be one heck of a weekend in Vegas. You should check it out because you can see Michelle one day, and then you could see Todd the next.
2: That's right. Yep. We were talking about that. Now I didn't want to give away that I'd seen the email, but. Um Yeah, (laughs) I've got a pretty good lead, huh? It's a real good lead, it looks like, but, you know, something can fall through. It's not a done deal,
1: but we'll work hard to get that done because it would be fun. It would be uh, probably their first really true live gig, and uh, Bobby Strickland's in the band, so you get to see Bobby in action. Lots of good stuff.
2: Yay! Yay! wonderful. Wonderful.
1: Alright. That's about all well, I got unless there's anything else exciting going on over there. What's anything questions from the chat room? Any other exciting stuff. People like to interview with Ken, I'm sure.
2: Yeah, and uh gave everybody the the link for the streaming audio and video for Sunday night. Once again that's free from Indiana University. Thank you very much. Uh,
1: we got the link then?
2: Yeah. HTTP colon slash slash www.music.indiana.edu dot music dot indiana dot edu slash so we'll publish put that you know on our page and stuff like that right you think yeah that's cool very nice
1: very nice what well, else anything else exciting going on
2: no well we got a caller you want to see who this is why not. Let's see who eight four seven is. That's a Chicago number. Hello. No, it's not Hello
7: Rick Ricker. Hello? Who's
2: Hello, eight four seven.
7: How you doing, eight
2: four seven. Hello? Hello.
7: Hello. Can you hear me?
2: Anybody there? Yeah. yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay, we're gonna put you back on hold and uh, Susan, while the guy's talking. I didn't hear hear it. No, Buck is really acting up. Here, I'll take him off hold again.
1: I heard him fine. 847, are you with us? Yes, hello. Hey, who uh, is
7: this? This is uh, Tim Lovelace. I've met you guys a couple times. Uh, I took the picture up at the Cubby Bear. Remember me?
3: Yeah, (laughs) cool, yeah. (laughs) Okay.
7: Yeah, we saw you in Akron. It was a blast. But uh, I've had a question I've been wanting to ask you guys for a while. Um, how does Todd come up with the ideas for these annual shows? Where does that come from?
1: Yeah, well, they asked us that on the VOD. We didn't really have a great answer. But um, first let me ask you a question, and we'll try to answer it as best we can. Are you going to the Park West Todd Rundgren Johnson gig?
7: I already got my tickets.
1: <laughs> I had a feeling I didn't answer to that, but I was curious. Oh, yeah. Since you've already seen the show. That's good. I like oh, people yeah. who go to multiple shows. But uh, I guess the long and short of it is, the first year A watch was already kind of decided because it was an idea from a guy uh, a promoter in the u k had presented it, and there was you know Todd had mentioned it on a radio show, and we had Eric Gardner on and he had mentioned it that uh, so we'd ask him about it, and he said, "Yeah, we're interested, but you know the guy's not making any hasn't made an offer, so you know we got together, put our heads together, and decided to make one with the help of some fans committing to going for sure and so that's how that happened. I guess you probably remember that story though, I would think.
7: Yeah, uh, how how did the uh, Todd Hewing come about? How did he decide on those? So people? that one
1: was a little different. We did um, we you know it was kind of different because we had to come up with something on our own sorta. Of. So a uh, long story short, we gave um, Todd a list of some options, and you know he kind of changed it a little bit, and that's what he came up with. You know, the, both albums were on there, but not in necessarily together, and. Part of the – some of the – the way we put some of the albums out there were based on a survey we did with a few people asking what they – and actually, I don't know, people might have got confused. But the question was, what would you not go see? And the album that got the uh, least votes on that, which is a good thing, were the Todd album and Something Anything. Uh So, um, you know, those were on the list. We had some others. And I was kind of surprised those are the ones he picked. I mean, a lot of people thought he would never do Healing Live. And the Todd album is so difficult, especially compared to some of the other options, that we were surprised, but, of course, happy. So um, he he has a lot to do with it. We have a little to do with it. You know, we didn't throw every album out there. But, um, you know. Well, boy, it sure works. Uh, I'll tell you that.
0: <laughs> it was yeah, a
1: great, great show. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, you know, we don't really, I mean, we we have to do a lot of stuff but we don't have a whole lot of say or and we don't ask for it in the creative process. It's totally up to Todd what he does. We don't Oh
2: yeah, he could he could go out there in T shirts and shorts. You know. <laughs> He's the one who decides on the costuming and this the how he you know, like those keyboards on the rollers. I mean, he came up with that himself. We had nothing to do with that. We were surprised just like everybody else.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, he could have done uh, the acoustic show, you know. Right, right. We don't pick the band. We don't pick, you know, nothing. Just come to an agreement on some albums, and that was it. And then we don't know, you know, what will happen next year. And it's kind of people are all over the place with opinions and whatnot. Well, <laughs> and he sure has a,
7: he's got a big repertoire huh? to choose from, that's for sure. Yeah, well, What's your? Yeah. what would you want? What would I want? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I don't know Maybe uh,
1: I don't know I like them all (laughs) (laughs) Let's say Todd says "All right, I need You to tell me Three albums That I can choose from Because I'm not going to Pick it myself I want you to tell me Three that would be good For fans And I'm going to pick One of those What three would you get Well see the
7: problem With me is I'd like to hear Some Utopia albums And I don't know If he would He would go down That road You know he, Which uh, album? Um, oh boy uh, uh, Road to Utopia uh, Or you know that album
3: uh, Yeah it's I would like
7: to hear some of the newer stuff Like POV Or or even Oblivion uh, I'd like them all I'd like to hear side one of Initiation Live, that would be awesome <laughs> <laughs>
1: We get that a lot Yeah
7: uh, Yeah, there's just so much to choose from
1: yeah. yeah, it's something else. That's the hard part. You know, you go, okay, now what?
3: You know, you've yeah. got
1: these. Of course, there's plenty of choices. Don't get me wrong. But it's just, okay, you could go in so many different directions, and that's what people do. Everybody's got different. You know, here we got somebody on on the chat room saying, run. uh Runt,
5: yeah. Hey, you know, either, chat, either, either they're of them. are both good. Yeah. Yeah. And the ever-popular uh, tortured artist
1: effect, I mean, we get that every now and then, but I just, you know, that kind of surprises me. I didn't even know that people like that album that much. You know, it's uh, Well I've already I've already
7: pretty much seen that that live uh, back in the day. <laughs> Did he
1: do Hideaway? Have you ever seen Hideaway Live?
7: Yeah, sure. I'd
1: love oh, to yeah. see that.
7: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Hermit <clears> to Make Hollow, that'd be a great album to see live. Hermit would be good. Yeah, you know, the issue yeah. with
1: Hermit is you'd you'd have to do something else because it's a thirty six minute album. Uh, but I would love that one, sure. Hummer, it would be wonderful. I'd like to see Nearly Human, Liars, you know, some of those that are even, you know, you guys saw earlier, you know, not too, I mean, it depends on how you look at what's long ago. <laughs>
7: Liars was awesome. I love that show. Yeah. That I just like great. the music
1: from Liars. It wouldn't have to be that show. And same thing <laughs> with Nearly
2: Human, you know, just want to hear the songs. That's what. Oh, I mean.
7: yeah, I, Nearly Human, that'd be great.
4: Well,
2: you know, he yeah. would he would give it a whole different treatment. He would not bring out the same... Show that he did done you know before. Uh
7: huh. So, oh, that's the that's the cool thing about the Johnson tour is hearing some of those old songs kind of bluesed up.
1: You know, it's different. I like it. Yeah. Good. Yeah, Johnson shows are fun. Yeah. It. I don't know that. You know, obviously it wouldn't fit into the theme that we've had for the Akron. You know, beginning it's something. The first ever we gotta have something different new and.
3: Yeah, uh, right. I think
1: people are into the bigger production type stuff.
0: Well, like that sounds like yeah, a challenge. Sounds like
1: a challenge for next year. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, yeah, assuming we do something, you know, you never know. Todd may be sick of us. We don't know.
2: <laughs> we do I have don't some think
1: ideas, so. though. Trust me, we have ideas.
2: Yeah, the brain's uh, always working.
7: Well, oh, great. Well, thanks, guys, for, for everything you're doing. It's just awesome. Love it. Hey, thanks Keep for this.
2: Thanks for uh
1: yeah, and I'm glad to hear you're going to see the Park West show. It's good to see people that will see, the, you know, stuff more than once. That's always good oh, for everybody. Wouldn't miss it. Excellent. Now, <laughs> all uh, right. <laughs> hey, let me ask but you one more question. You saw the Todd Healing in Akron, is that what you said? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very nice. Did you see yeah. the uh, other shows, or was that it? No,
7: that was all I could do. Uh, had to get back to work and whatnot. And,
1: but yeah, uh, Life gets in the way sometimes. What about Watts?
7: Uh watts I saw uh, here in Chicago. Oh, that Park last
1: awesome.
7: yeah, okay. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Did you, did you go to both shows? Uh, no, I just went to one. I didn't, didn't yeah. get on a bandwagon soon enough. And, um, yeah. did, did you go to the first or second out. one? First night. Oh, no, no, yeah. I went to the second night. and second night. I yeah, the first
1: night I, sold out.
7: I went with some people that went both nights, and they said the second night was better, so... <laughs> You got lucky then. <laughs> yep. They said it was less glitches. So. Gotcha. Yeah,
2: All right, I, man. Thanks for calling in. Thank Excellent. you. All right.
7: All, right. All right. We'll see you guys. Bye. Take cool.
2: cam.
1: Tim. Lincolnshire. Mm-hmm. That Lincolnshire gig was awesome, man. I love that one. Wasn't
2: oh, that blast. fun? Yeah. yeah. Hey, it's 441 a new caller or old caller? Okay. Uh, 441 uh, we haven't spoken to.
8: Are you oh. running the
2: board? I mean, the switchboard, or am I? I'm looking at it. I'm not running it. Okay. Well, let's see who's at four four one. I'll do it. Okay. Sure. Okay. Four four one. Hello.
8: Hello. Yes. Hello. Can you hear me? Sure. You can. Yes. <laughs> is this, okay? This is Jill. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm, you've been on hold a long time. Oh my, my goodness. My number was coming up I can't believe that It's 0141 So I'm assuming It's 44 And then 141 for. Yes know. Yes That's so me Wow I'm the lucky caller What have I won? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Two tickets To see Trans-Siberian Orchestra On Christmas Eve Oh evening.
8: man How cool Where do I have to go? Yeah <laughs> One way ticket to hell That's what I've won Isn't it?
1: <laughs> yep Yeah That's what I wanted
8: anyway <laughs> it just seemed like there was nobody calling in Like why isn't Mark Wooden calling in Hello Oh Q, I really want yeah. more Joplin scoop Yeah it would be nice to hear from Mr. Wooden I know what's going Bart? on Maybe he's he's probably working on somebody's teeth or something And he just can't get away
3: <laughs> He's trying to make <laughs> some jokes in the chat room what you
8: yeah. and, um, What's that He's probably making jokes in the chat room Oh, yeah, well, not nearly enough tonight, I've got to say. So, Well, I'm really glad about the Vegas thing with Michelle. That's made me really, really happy.
1: I hope <laughs> it works out. I'm mean, I very excited to finally get an email from these people. I've been trying to, you know, get that worked out for a while, and it was a very good email, so I feel good about it. But we got to okay. lock it in still. Got to lock okay, it in. Okay, well,
8: hey, Pippi and I were uh, talking. She's promoting the fact that she has no good music, and I've sent you guys an email, so if you need any uh DJ Action I would love to be able to do something for people before or after the show uh sound be wise, fun. transport you to a tiki bar or but more exotica Bossa nova style because I'm always going on my facebook about my boteco intimo and if this place has cocktails it would be really fun and it would be uh, quite fun well, to go over to to do something
1: yeah the thing about doing that is no different really than the michelle part is that um you know finding a place the venue is the secret no
8: it's just i was thinking before what before or after the gig you know while people are in there chatting and stuff that sort of thing not a separate place but it depends it just depends on what you've got going on so you work that out first just get something going on because if i'm flying all that way i'd like to see michelle what's that yes yes definitely Michelle would be fun yeah, I need some fun. I'm telling you, this place is just yeah. uh,
1: you don't have work, work,
8: work. I'm having all kinds of horrible stress. Can somebody please tell me, is this live thing on Halloween, is this only going to be live? I heard that the audio thing is quite often archived, but do, do you guys know if this this visual show is going to be archived on the uh, website?
1: Uh, do not know. But, you know, somebody will probably capture it would be my Please, guess.
8: somebody do that and put it up there because, you know, it's going to be on at something like 1 in the morning, and I will be out nightclubbing. You know, that's the kind of thing uh-huh. I do. There's a big Halloween party here, the Optimo the Spookio Party. It's been going on for about 13 years in a row. I always dress as a cow. So, but, <laughs> actually, then, normally I dress like a human, but on Halloween I let my my black and white colors show, <laughs> the true ones. Excellent. Well, so, yeah. I don't, yeah you know, look,
1: look at like the uh when Todd did the uh DePaul University, all that stuff's up on YouTube. So I can imagine this won't make it on there. You'll be you'll be you'll be in good shape I'm sure. Of course the audio yeah. is the prize, that's the thing we want the most. And uh I'm very excited they're gonna do both. I'm really still thinking about going to that show, this Vegas thing could change that, but I think if anybody is within a reasonable distance of Bloomington you should go support the show. Because it's gonna be uh, very unique. i got a feeling it probably won't be too crowded. It's going to be a real nice experience for the lucky folks who get to go to that deal.
8: Uh, let's not talk about that too much because I'll start getting really depressed <laughs> and I'll start pricing flights to, to can't flights Go to everything, Indian can't go, to, can't go to everything. Yeah. It's just, uh, I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not feasible. I keep hearing about all these different things. Like, you got to go to this? Like, you going to go to Joplin? I'm like, you know, it's a great idea, but you know, can't do it, you know, so... Um, it's 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 a little bit dicey for me to keep hopping on planes and going places, but you know my work is okay. is playing ball at the moment. But for how long, you know, how long? I'm sure there are one of these days, you know, they'll just say, "No, you're not going, Mingo. Got to stay here and serve customers, lots of pasta." <laughs> 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 this is what I do. Um, I do this, unless of course I'm making them feel happy, playing, uh, you know, light tunes on a Monday night, which is preferable to serving customers, that's for sure. But um it's been okay since I've been back. I've been working really hard, keeping my Todd head on, trying to have got a friend going to see a friend this week and uh, we're gonna watch pay per view together. She's a Todd fan, she's been buying the records, so um, you know, I'm I'm on a mission from Todd, you know, Glasgow, I'm telling you the next the next Todd show in Glasgow, whenever that may be, please there's gotta be another one someday, is going to be well attended by all kinds of strange and wonderful people. <laughs> It'll be the Good Glasgow massive. That What's that? Yeah. yeah. when is it gonna happen though, you know? I mean I've tried. I, I, I definitely have had venues contacting the agents over here and There's nothing happening.
3: No.
1: It's tough, man. It's a tough, tough job. But, you know, speaking of gigs, we really want to do more Todd healing gigs. And the thing is, we've kind of gone to the places where Todd's most popular. So the only way to do another one, or several others, or a couple, whatever, is to, you know, go to some places where uh, he doesn't have as big a following and just... You have to charge more for tickets, so if people are out for spending some money, you know we might could pull it off because you're not going to have as big a crowd as you would in say uh, New Jersey or Philadelphia or Akron, Ohio. So the cost doesn't change to put on the show, so you got to make it up somehow, and the only way to do that really is to you know have the tickets cost a little bit more than they did in Say Philly, and for some you know the premium seats. So we're looking at some opportunities for something like that.
8: Well, you know, I'm all in for that, you know. It's just a matter of where yeah. is it going to be.
0: <laughs>
8: I mean, I <I'll> <laughs> hate Make though, it a big you know. city, you know, that's all I can say. Make it a big city because uh, yeah. flying over to the U.S. Is, is a total doable thing for me. I already got it cleared from work if something comes up before my holidays. Uh, get, I get In April, I get more vacation time, and if something happens before that, I've just been kicked out of the chat room, by the way. Um, but Uh-oh. if something happen, happens uh, before April... Uh I can I can oh actually, I've just been completely kicked off the internet. What in the world is going on here? Not good Not good, oh my gosh, somebody up there hates me, huh? That doesn't usually happen to me. What on earth could be going on? but um, oh well, I guess i just have to listen on the phone, but um, yeah, i mean i am I'm, I'm up for anything, and my work has already said to me, you know, we'll do our best to let you get out of here to <laughs> to go and stop the big. <laughs> Well, you know, it's like you've got to you got to see. I'm I'm so much happier when I get back. You know, I'm in such better spirits. You know, I might be uh, completely ill and stressed out before I leave, but you know, afterwards I come back refreshed and rejuvenated. And Vegas is one of my favorite places. So some there's somebody in the chat room has asked several times about the Roy Firestone interview. I think it's Bayes, I don't know who that is, um, and well, if it's going to be available. So we should maybe just reiterate. That um, the Roy Firestone interview is supposed to be part of the Todd Healing, is it the Todd Healing DVD? Yeah.
1: Yes, exactly.
8: That's coming out, but the entire interview is supposed to be available the on that DVD. Entire interview is supposed
1: to be on there. Sure. I mean, it's three and a half, well, three hours, and that's what they say. So I imagine that's the case. I don't know why you'd leave anything out of it. It's it's a, it's really good. It's a long one though.
8: Oh, I know. I know. I mean, it's it's it was amazing, but uh, yeah, this this person has missed this, and and they've they've asked two or three times, and so I it should be perhaps answered. It's go. supposed to be coming. It's supposed to be coming really soon. I, it's going to be pretty amazing if we get the DVD that quickly. But the uh, pay per view, I'm still pimping as much as I possibly can because it's such a great a great show. But the live would be good. We would like to see the live well, as much again. as
1: as much as I like the VOD. Um, and I do like the Todd Roy part. I don't know that it does that interview justice. It's some of the good parts, no doubt. But there's, it's not. It's just a taste of that whole interview. Even though he added it more, it. it's not the whole deal. No doubt. No, no, you can
8: not go the whole thing in its entirety.
1: With, um, yeah, we have got to somebody calling him from California. We need to talk to.
8: Ooh, sounds good. Okay, well, I'm still kicked out of the chat room, even though, indeed, I am back online. It would appear, or at least I was momentarily. So uh, I will say adios, so it's just calling some time for you. Let's talk to California. Ciao. All right, we'll
1: let you know, too, about uh, Vegas. I'll keep you in the loop. All right, Cruiser Mel. All right. How about it? 828. Make it happen.
0: 828,
3: hey, 828 you're
2: on the air. From, Hey, 828. Hey, guys. Can you hear me? Yeah? Yeah. Hey,
1: Brian from North Carolina. No, it's Carolina. What? Carolina, my bad. All right.
2: Wrong hey,
1: Somebody uh west for uh, somebody west of here? <laughs> no. <laughs> the, on
2: answer, eight? Eight?
1: the answer is bring Todd Go to Charlotte. Charlotte, North Carolina? Absolutely. Come on, man. Those numbers over there are horrible. Yeah, the the uh, last couple of shows. Uh, eventually, the crowd uh, showed up. I don't know, man. Not so good over in Charlotte. It's a it's a uh, we did look at a place there, a couple places there. Um, I want to say, I want to say for some reason one of them had the name Jefferson in it, and then there was another place. It was a horseshoe. It was a really cool place because everything was close, and it was this horseshoe shape. It's really neat. Um, we were looking at it for a I think, one time. So we have, you know, looked into Charlotte. It's uh, yeah, be nice to see the didn't south. Hold up. Do you know what the horseshoe place is? I'm talking about Belk. I want to say. Uh, yeah, the Belk Theater. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a, a cool looking place.
5: place. Yeah, similar to the the Akron place. Is it? No. Mm-hmm. Well, not really. <laughs> it's similar.
3: <to> <laughs>
1: no, There's, I don't think it's so. A it's unique. Stuff. Yeah, it's a very unique looking place, and uh, so you think uh, a lot of people show up for a Todd Ealing gig in Charlotte, North Carolina? All I, right. I, I think so. Do, do Charlotte? Do Atlanta?
5: Um, yeah, I think it, yeah, I think they get uh, pretty decent crowds.
1: They're decent, yeah, decent. nothing good at um, Atlanta would definitely be on the radar. Uh, they have a pretty good turnout for shows there venue there would be hard to pick. I don't know. Have you ever been to Center Stage? Center Stage?
5: Uh, I, I may have. I've been to so many shows in Atlanta. And I, don't yeah. know, I don't know A what the theater is Yeah, A lot of people
1: were at, what's the place called now? Oh, the, the place we went to in Atlanta?
2: Uh, the, what the heck? I can see it. Variety Playhouse? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. But that Did you that
5: know you those mean. shows? That that sounds real familiar. Was that was, was that the uh, arena? Was that the John uh, Arena? Yes. And yeah, yeah, yeah. that that uh, solo solo uh, solo person opening. I can't think of his name right now. Where
1: was the last show in Charlotte, North Carolina?
5: It was a uh, it was an arena. Sh- no, it was before arena. It was, it was just Grass a one off solo show. Yeah, Buffalo Grass. That's it. Where was that? Uh, downtown Charlotte, some some hole.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
5: There's a pretty good crowd there. I, I think uh, yeah. plus it's only half
1: an hour drive for me, so that's that's my vote. All right, man, I know. I know everybody wants to close to them. You think hey, people hey, in, Charlotte would pay big bucks to go see this show? Uh, not like Akron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Akron's unique. So well, it's, it's different, isn't it? Um Yeah.
3: Hey, the the so, answer for the, ne-
1: the, the
5: next album tour has to be something, anything, and you can you compare with it with with whatever you want. But uh, it, it's time to break out something, anything. Something,
1: anything, though, is fifth anniversary of 2012.
5: Ah, so saving it.
1: Could be. It would be appropriate, wouldn't you think? Absolutely. And I don't know that Todd would do it. I don't know. One of those songs I think would be tricky: "Sweeter Memories," "Taste to the Tango," "Cold Morning Light," "Torch Song." Wow, "Torch Song" would be worth every penny.
2: (laughs) It would. It would Uh, certainly make Doug happy. uh, Oh, you kidding me? Wow. All
1: right, we'll we'll save it for 2012. I'll put it on my calendar. Put that on (laughs) (laughs) the calendar for Labor Day weekend. We'll see what we can do. (laughs) Yeah, but, but but not for Charlotte probably. (laughs) <laughs> well, I don't know. I think if you do something, anything, you pretty much take it anywhere. That album, people know. That's a, that's a different ballgame. Todd Healing album, as much as we love it, is it a commercial? You know, a lot of people know about it. Not necessarily. you got to be hardcore. Something, anything, everybody knows some songs off of that album. No doubt about it. Yeah. Well, surely, yeah, you, my, you my wife
5: said after the Todd Healing Show, she said, well, wow, there's a lot of songs that I'd never heard before, and I I know I've played those albums for her a couple hundred times, but it uh,
3: you know, just <laughs> takes a while to sink All in, I, know, I guess. I,
1: when just, yeah, I just can't get enough of of, of the um, Healing Suite. just blows me away. I just absolutely love uh, it. I'm going to watch it again tonight.
3: Yeah,
2: I haven't watched the remixed one, so I'm really, really getting excited. I, I need to find the time to watch it. You well, it need to watch good, it. but
3: It's
5: great. I, but I love the original mix that I know everybody was complaining about. But, uh, I mean, this is just such an upgrade, even from what was already you know, really good.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was, I didn't get
5: to watch the first one. I'm sure it was probably pretty good. People
1: want to, you know, you got some of these audio files and some other people want to complain about every little thing. And that's all right. We love those people, too. But it, it's good he did a remix. I think the video part is better,
5: too, from what I understand. So it's all good. Oh, yeah, it, it's all better. And um, I've only watched the the, the remix once. So I'm looking forward to doing it again tonight after the show. Cool. Excellent.
1: All right, Dave. Well, hey, man, thanks for calling in. We'll put write your vote now for Charlotte. All right. Thanks, guys. All right, buddy. See Excellent. So, yeah, yeah, we got people propping for their places. That's a common occurrence. And, uh, yeah.
3: you know.
2: I like
1: it, like see what people want it to be. I love that.
2: I really, I definitely love Charlotte, so it might be worth looking
1: into. I saw Paul McCartney there just a few months ago. Yes, you did. It's a nice town, no no question. We went to South Carolina though, didn't we, the handlebar? We didn't go to Charlotte, did we? No,
2: we went to the handlebar that was in Greenville, South Carolina.
1: Greenville, South Carolina, and then Knoxville, Tennessee. In Atlanta, I think, was the those three shows. I don't remember the one in Charlotte. I don't remember when that was. It may have been the same week. I think it was, but the, the, it was a weird layout for driving. I think going to Charlotte, it was after South Carolina, and it was like a Monday or something, or a Sunday, and it just messed it up because it was the furthest place, you know, from where we were all going. I think something like that. I remember. Anyway, enough of my babbling. Uh, why don't we wrap it up, Christian? And I want to do that. If that's all right, unless you have something else to add?
2: Uh, Well, just to thank Ken Owen for his time tonight and uh, telling us a pretty good report, you know. I felt like I had been at that lecture.
1: Yeah, it was really good. Ken Owen, of course, I'm sure. Um, I'm going to play a song. I doubt it. I seriously doubt that Doug's going to play it Sunday. But it keeps getting on the piano. I will make a big push as best I can because Todd doesn't play what we want necessarily, but I will do what I can to get this song repeat because there's only one version of it that I know of where Todd sings it and it's a bootleg. Uh Needs to be done more, and you know what I'm talking about.
2: No, I'm I'm looking for it on the switchboard.
1: All right, well I'm gonna
2: play it. If you haven't heard this,
1: then uh, you're gonna have. If you have, you're still gonna love it. This is Todd. The first time ever he performed a Utopia song that was later, and it was sped up. It's not the same. This is Maybe I Could Change. Good night. We'll see you all next week. Peace out, Cruiser Mouth.
0: Bye. and sound.
5: rum, grenadine, and